everybody, and welcome to Inside the Disney Vault. This is the podcast where we are going through every single Disney movie in chronological order and talking about them. I'm Claire. I'm Oscar. And I'm Rachel. So we started with the classics, then we went through all of Pixar. Then we did a little grab bag here and there, and we've been doing DCOMs, but we came to the end of 1999, finally, with the DCOMs. So we decided to take a little pause and come to our new friend, and I mean, well, first I should ask you guys what what you see in the vault today. Oh, what I, oof, well, it's a lot. I mean, I'll say it's a lot. I'll see, I see some ratty-ass unicorns Mm. that can fly, so... They're like a combination of a Pegasus and a unicorn. But they call them unicorns here. So I see some ratty-ass unicorns. Yeah. Um, I see a coloring sheet from a restaurant. Ooh, yeah. I see some burnt nugs. Obviously, the iconic (laughs) burnt nugs. I think they're nugs. Uh, So obviously, yeah, from those clues. We are talking about... Onward! So... Let's go on a quest. We're back at Pixar, baby. Back at Pixar, we. Had I gotta to say, it feels real good to watch an animated movie again. I yeah. I've like missed watching animated content from Disney. Yeah, we need more animated content. I, I mean, know. well, it is funny because yeah, the decoms. Like I think we were saying there will be some animated ones later, but they are live action. Oh yeah. Um. So let's go on a little quest for knowledge. Yes. Ding. Nice. Uh, about Onward. So Onward from the year 2020. Uh, <gasps> R.I.P. Well, R- <laughs> <laughs> Do we remember <laughs> that? I mean, like, I, I, Black what a from year. the Black Hole 2020. <laughs> Nothing it's, really happened this year. I mean, well, yeah, it was just like any other year, really. We'll I don't definitely go down as having the worst release for Pixar. So, yeah, we we can talk about that a little. So this is Pixar's 22nd feature film. The budget was somewhere between 175 and 200 million dollars. And at the box office, it made 103 million. But this is because, as we may or may not know, it was released in the US on March 6th. And then, we all were locked down in quarantine, so movie theaters had to close. And so because of that, it was released digitally on March 20th for purchase and then became available on Disney Plus for sus- subscribers on April 3rd. So box office numbers don't really reflect what no. people really think of it. It only Be- had a week. It yeah. Was- yeah. It was barely out, and I think that was they really had to scramble, and then with that decision, they brought it to digital and it i think it's like the number six most downloaded movie uh of that of the week it was released or something i don't know i've read a figure but anyway so it's doing well on digital yeah. but i mean when people talk about the success of onward there there will be a huge asterisk after yeah, it because <laughs> there's a lot of explaining to be done when right. we talk about onward and this is unprecedented because it's the first movie to be released for digital download while still in theaters right First Disney movie. Um. So, wow. Interesting that you say first, because potentially, maybe not the last. Maybe not the last. This might change also, everything. You know, I mean, I know it's a different studio, but what's interesting is that before all this happened, I noticed that the Trolls sequel movie was planning on being released on April 10th in theaters and digital. So that's not oh. unusual 
for them to already well, offer they both. They probably planned it ahead of time because they knew about. Mm. You think trolls knew about lockdown? Well, I don't well, know when that was. They've known about coronavirus for months. This is true, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know if the studio. Well, that's a that was a smart move on the studio. But are you it's saying not... that trolls started the coronavirus? <laughs> no, don't okay, say that. Well, <laughs> I, I'm saying corona or not, there are movies that do release in both formats, which. It's actually smart, especially with a kids movie, because you it's harder to take them to the theaters. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's but this is unusual. That's a good for, point. For did Disney. you guys see this movie in theaters? Nope. No. I saw I it did. this morning. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I actually tried I to watch it a couple. Oh, you I saw went, it? I went to a screening. It was like my last employee screening for Disney, and I sat in front of this woman who coughed the entire time. Oh, what a time Yikes. to be coughing. Yeah. Yikes, true. (laughs) She was like, it was like a, it was a ratchet cough too. It was like, (laughs) and everyone around us was like, woman, go. I would not be able to stay in the theater. She's like, my name is Rona. (laughs) Woman. Leave me alone. (laughs) Oh my goodness. No, yeah, I would not be able to stay in the theater if I was that person. But you know. Yeah. To each his own. Um, so uh, the story here is by Keith Bunnin, Jason Headley, and Dan Scanlon, who's the director. Yeah. And it was inspired by the death of his own father and mm. his his relationship with his brother. And he said that when he was growing up, he uh, he or he thought of the story after hearing an audio clip of his father, which we do see in the movie. And so it kind of he wanted to explore the idea of a father figure and who that person might be. Uh, and then let's see music. We got Michael Dana and Jeff Dana. And then of course the song, the uh, like pop song over the credits is Brandy Carlisle carried me with you. Oh, and for the cast, we got Tom Holland as Woo! Ian Lightfoot, who one of us may or Woo! may not be very in love with. Um, uh-huh. That's Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. And Chris mm-hmm. Pratt as Barley Lightfoot, also a member of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we've got a lot of references who's to Marvel Chris, stuff. Uh, who's Chris Pratt? Oh, Star Parks Lord? and Rec guy. Star yeah, Lord. Okay. Star Lord. Also from. Oh, know, that makes so Guardians much sense. I don't know why in my mind it was um, one of the Hemsworth brothers. Oh, because it's not, not a Chris. Thor, but the other guy. And I don't know Chris. why in my brain I was like, Did this you doesn't have that sound like a Hemsworth. Watching the movie? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this feels really weird casting. Like, Tom is great, but like, but now knowing that it's Chris, I'm like, okay. Yes, mm-hmm. that is Chris mm-hmm. Pratt. Like, that's. What yeah. a weird, what a weird thing. I don't it's know because of all the Chrises. It's because there are too many Chrises and they're all superheroes. You're you know like, what I mean? Wow, yes. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Evans. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. Evans, Hemsworth, Pine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like a thing Oof, that they're too all much. Chris. Too many Chris yeah. superheroes. No, not um, enough Chris's. We can get rid of Chris Pratt and then take on another. <laughs> not enough. We need to replace some Chris's. Take uh, away Chris Pratt. Replace I him with Chris Kattan. Chris <laughs> That's who I want to see. <laughs> take away Chris Pratt. Replace him with Chris Cross. Yes. Uh, makes me want to jump, jump. Yeah, it's two for one on that one, you know? Yes. So, okay, um, then as uh, Laura Lightfoot, we have Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who we lo- know and love. Yes. She's been in a Pixar movie before. Princess Ada. Princess Ada in A Bug's Life. Um, 
which was how many years? Like twenty. It was the second Pixar movie. Six, so long ago. She's yeah. had a whole different career since then too. It's like oh, she's yeah. been on so many different shows. She's amazing. Anyway, uh, Octavia Spencer as the Manticore. Yes. Mel Rodriguez as Colt Bronco. Kyle Bornheimer as Wilden Light. Is it Wilden? Wilden Lightfoot. Uh, Lena Waithe as Officer Spectre, and oh. Ali Wong as Officer Gore. Oh. And then we've got some other people. Oh, my goodness. Cool cast. Very, like, Trace, hip cast. Yeah, yeah. Tracy Ullman as the Greklin. <gasps> my a, hero. She was my favorite oh character. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Uh, Wilmer Balderrama as Gaxton, the college friend. And, of course, we oh, have yeah. John Ratzenberger. <laughs> that was so weird. That oh, that was, was Wilmer Balderrama. <laughs> Yeah, Rama. that was such a weird. Because his voice is so Wilmer that I was like, huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's it was very. Yeah. It was like, huh. Who, who's yeah. this? I should know who this is. It also. He also doesn't have like a dad voice. No. So no. like it was very much like, whoa. Well, and I mean, we'll Rama. get to it. But in that scene, he's like, okay, well, gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. It's like, what? Okay. Right. It was like he My was walking on the studio a lot. And they were like, oh, come here. Come here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Put on these headphones. They're like, hey, um, Wilmer, our guy didn't show up. Do uh, you mind reading these couple of lines? <laughs> sure. Purple socks. <laughs> um, so, and then, of course, the Pixar good luck charm, John Ratzenberger as the construction worker, Fenwick. Mm. Yeah. By the fountain, you mean, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, Dewdrop Pixie, Gray Griffin, is uh, the leader of the Dewdrop. Sorry, the leader of the Pixie Dusters. Oh, okay. Is listed. And that's our cast. Ooh. Good cast. Good solid okay. cast. Yeah. Solid cast. Um I guess do uh we could just jump right into it. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's onward. go onward. Hey. <laughs> oh, how did you guys come up with that? Great minds. Okay. Zoom, mind meld. Uh. <laughs> Do, 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 do. Um, okay, so anyway, let's do it. So long ago, the world was full of wonder. We've got mythical creatures. There was magic, but magic was hard. You had to practice it. And <laughs> you said butt magic. <laughs> butt magic. Regular magic was easy. Butt magic, butt magic was hard. <laughs> that's hard. That's tough. <laughs> so... so um, the creatures kind of developed the technologies that we have and started using that stuff instead. And because mm-hmm. of that, butt magic faded over time. I know. No one's using butt magic anymore. <laughs> but uh, I like I like this. I like this. The opening. It felt really cool. This idea of magic unifying people. You see that scene with the little, like, lizard gross troll things. Hey. Um, don't say being- gross. <laughs> Hey. No, I say that with a lot of love. Those are my people. You know what I mean? I'm those people. You yeah, are the little tr- Do gross they want to be called gross? Hell yeah. I mean, I would. <laughs> I, mean, I am those you. troll people. I am, tr- you know, I am troll. I am troll. Um, let's call a spade a spade. But yeah, it was like when they lit the fire and then they like had warmth. It was like, oh. I was already like ready to be like moved emotionally. Yeah. You wanted to go on cool. this adventure. You're ready for it. Mm-hmm. So uh, we go to a family household. We've got a son, a mom who's working out, a dragon dog type thing. Did you catch that she says warrior? 
Yes. Oh, did she say it? Warrior. Yeah. How did she her say it? Workout is like warrior fit or whatever, and it's warrior. Warrior. Um, yeah. I, love I wonder. That. That's where I wonder if they added that name in because she said warrior so weird in Bug's life that they I were love like that. some things never change. Warrior. Uh, so we learn it's the younger son Ian's birthday. He's wearing his dad's old sweatshirt. It's his 16th birthday. And mom's encouraging him to invite other kids over because we get a sense that Rachel's got the sweatshirt on. If you're watching us on video, you get a little treat and can see that. Um, So uh, we get a sense that he's a little insecure, kind of doesn't fit in. You know, your classic, classic protagonist. And he's also, he's got to do driving practice. He's got a lot going on. Uh, and then we meet Barley, his older brother, who's this... How would how would you Bless describe you. him? Thank you. Bless you. Barley, how would you describe him? Well, he's older. I think he's college age, but he's taking a gap year. Because um, the mom mentions that um, later on in the movie. He's sort of a fuck-up. I mean, in, in the, the most classic term. He's like, brash, very impulsive, always obsessed with adventure. Very ups- but it's interesting because he's obsessed with like what is kind of the comparison to Dungeons and Dragons in this. Yes, exactly. Which is their world, which would be like honestly, in a way, if you would take this in the real world, he's like one of those like civil war reenactor people. Oh yes, because like, that's he's like, who he would be. Yes, he's obsessed with something that is based in fact, but he it's like a fictionalized version. Exactly. Okay. That's a great yeah. comparison. I Love thought it, it as uh, Barley lost his dad at a young age, so he refuses to grow up, and he mm. clings on to the things that him and his dad did when they were little, which yeah. was all the dungeons and the, what is it, quest, whatever. Yeah. And then like the reason why Ian is so quiet is because he doesn't have a father figure, and he's kind of insecure. Well, he doesn't think he has a father. I mean... We'll put a pin on that. (laughs) No spoilers, please. Put a pin on that. Uh, So um, the two kind of roughhouse, and then uh, Officer Bronco comes home to, like, quote, like, deal with Barley because he was protesting tearing down this old fountain. So it's, like, it's weird because they kind of want him to seem like a punk in a way because he's got that, like, 70s rocker aesthetic since he's got the big van with the spray painted you know yeah Pegasus. very stranger things inspired look yeah very, he has a like, cast on oh he does yeah because some he did some rough housing do you what down. year do you do you think this is like current because they have cars yeah. that we have but they're all a little bit older but i think i read the mom's is like a 2005 model so i guess maybe that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I guess. Hmm. Maybe we're not. I mean, they had phone. They had iPhones. Yeah. But which so. model? Well, yes. Yeah. Was it the two thousand model? Could be. Yeah. So, um, the game that he's obsessed with is called Quest of Yore. Which and Disney he's... is going to produce, so you can <gasps> yeah. play it yourself. Oh my gosh! Like, like a, a Magic the Gathering type full book. Game? Yes. Oh, I'm all in, baby. Yes. Yeah. Also, I think they even con- so they consulted with the Dungeons and Dragons people and the Magic the Gathering people. So all Ooh. the all this stuff is like there's a lot of references, a lot of crossover. Yeah. With the two, um, yeah. so okay, so yeah, the officer. Okay, so the officer is both the 
like a policeman and their new stepdad. Yes. Well, he's. I don't think he's a dad. He's just boyfriend. Yes. I think I read that they were married, but yeah, they don't act like they're married. So, okay, boyfriend. But they don't live together? Yeah, they don't live together. Yeah, so I don't know what I read, but it was wrong. Uh, So (laughs) mom's dating this new cop, basically. Yes. And um, he can't control his butt, and he keeps whacking things because Ian is trying to make uh, breakfast for himself, but... His bowl of cereal drops on the ground, and then he's, like, making toast or something like that, and Officer Bronco backs into it. Right, because he's right. a centaur. Yes. You, yeah. Colt Bronco. Two horse names. I know, yeah. very horse. Yeah. So, uh, Ian Two barely football remem- names, too. Yeah. <laughs> Two football, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Ian doesn't really remember his dad, and Barley has very few memories, and he rips the sweatshirt. Again, fuck up. Rips the sweatshirt. Mom's like, don't worry, we'll fix it. Uh, and then this is where we get that fast food joint scene where he... Right. Like, yeah. what is this scene? It's strange, right? It's, I think it's well, only it, to say that, like, his dad wears purple socks. So in the when we see the bottom half of his dad, we know that it is, in fact, the dad because he's wearing oh, purple socks. Yeah. And he also does say, he's like, I knew your dad. And he's like, oh, is my dad always cool? Because I guess... His dad is known as this, like, cool, confident guy. And then his friend says, oh, no, he wasn't. So I guess maybe also that's part of it is that you have yeah. to grow into your But it's yeah. also, like, a nice, uh, relatable thing because I know that, like, people who lose their, like, parents when they're young and they don't know them, they, like, and they find someone that do- did know them, they're always like, what were they like? Tell me a story. Mm-hmm. And then they'll grasp onto all the tiny little details. I don't Very know. I thought it was. My girl, too. I thought it was cute. Yeah, especially because, like, a big thing is that he never had any memories with his dad. Because yeah. he was, like, really young when his dad got sick. And um, so it's that, like, constant, like, the the hunger for information about someone he's never met, you know? Yeah. But desperately wants to. Yeah. So Ian makes a list called New Me. And it's a like a list of things that he wants to do. It's a speak up, learn to drive, invite people to his party, and be like dad. Yeah. And then we go to school, and in class, that big ogre guy is like all over his seat, and Ian just doesn't stick up for himself. And then on the freeway, we're doing driving practice, and Ian's not ready for the freeway. Very so it's, clueless. Mm-hmm. For oh, me. very clueless. Yes, oh. very. You're getting on the freeway. Conic. Yeah. Um. So uh, he kind of like half-heartedly invites these kids to the party, which is like a classic like, hey, what are you guys doing tonight? And the one girl answers for everybody. Yes. Because yeah. then like, it would be too free. expensive to hire other voice actors. That's true. Or she'd be like, I'm free. He's not. She might be available. <laughs> and then he's free after nine. <laughs> so. yeah. Can I ask you guys a question? Were you guys like this in high school? Like what? Like, Like the guy, like had like were scared to talk to people and yes. like okay no. yeah because I mean, to me it was like that anxiety of like being like oh, i need to invite people i'm like hmm like i am like i'm an introvert but i'm not like uh i'm not like scared like he is i don't guess i guess so i was like i wonder if anybody really like felt like that and how awful that must feel to be oh. so terrified to even, like, talk to. Yeah. I mean, like, I could talk to people I was already friends with, but I would not talk to 
just anybody and be like, hey, come to this party. No way. Yeah. But, but he, like, had no friends. He had no friends. You had friends. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, you know, high school's hard. It's scary. Well, I, I think junior high school is harder. Junior high? Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Middle oh, not for me, where but I got bullied the most. Oh. See, I went to a very small middle school, and it was the same group of kids from kindergarten through middle school. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, me, it was same. Different. But still. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's just that time in your life where you're so awkward. It is the worst time. Yeah. It's so weird seeing that kids as every, an adult yeah. acting like that, because it's like, you guys... Yeah, it's just Grow like up. everyone is so insecure at that age that they have to kind of like p- point out other people's insecurity so that people aren't looking at them. Yeah. And I feel like it's the same thing with adults. They oh, just adults do it differently. Do that. That's why it's like very it happens a lot in L.A. because a lot of people are very insecure. They're like, mm. well, look at that person. Oh, <laughs> Don't 100%. look at me. That's yeah. why you have to be confident in yourself, because then when somebody says something, you just be like, oh, that's just them projecting. Yeah, you have to yeah. be like, oh, why are they doing this? It's probably because of this. I should forgive them. But also, it's rude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then when yeah. you're a kid and it's happening for the first time, you're like, uh-oh, yeah. I yeah. Must, that must be true. And so, also, anyway. listen, you don't got to forgive people, okay? Just don't forget, all right? Yeah. <laughs> um. What is that from uh, Laguna? What is it? Elf? Laguna Beach. Yeah, where it's like, <laughs> <laughs> or like the OC. I can't remember. It was like the... <laughs> I Very similar you, though, but I will never forget yeah. you or something like that. <laughs> that sounds like a love. Uh, no, proposal. no, no. It was like I. It was I'll never, I'll never forget, forget it you. or something. Not you, but it was mm-hmm. like I think it was Elsie who said it. But yeah. Someone so for the, for you listening, yeah. for anybody listening, bullying sucks, but yeah, don't take it personal. They're going through stuff. Bullying. Yeah, forgive, yeah. but never forget. Yes. <laughs> keep a list but these people yeah. were bullies though they these... weren't bullies no they weren't bullies they so were the coolest they were also like so all diverse and cool and yeah. just like all like supportive of each other and they really did like ian and he they did but, but he well, was I think all that like just, oh, no never mind that bye. just goes to show how getting in your ho- own head can get yes. in your own way because yes. they literally like there was nothing bad that happened in that well, situation. Well, it was starting out great and then his dang brother shows up and it like really freaked him out. Yeah. But so Barley his... arrives right in Guinevere. Yeah, but, yeah. but Barley isn't like Ian should just be like, "Uh, oh, yeah, that's my dumb brother." But he's so embarrassed by his brother. Always embarrassed by him, yeah. And I think that's what gets in his way a lot is that yes. he's embarrassed by his brother. Why exactly? I guess why is he embarrassed about his brother? It it could also be this is just me kind of uh I don't know, thinking and relating it to it is his brother had more time with his dad and that's the one thing ian's really insecure about you know that adds a really interesting element to this movie then there's a little bit of resentment there yeah yeah i like that actually i think there's that but i think it's also him project once again projecting his own insecurities on his brother like his brother's not embarrassed at all by himself yeah but ian is embarrassed for him because he is himself like shy and worried about what people think 
But it also yeah. could be that Barley had everything that Ian wanted. It's like more time with his dad. And yet he's not doing anything with his life. So it's like mm. you have all this stuff and you're not doing stuff. Right. I, yeah. I think also he's so sensitive. He's like very sensitive. And he's <laughs> so sensitive to like what other people think. That when Bar when people are like, yeah, Barley needs to get it together. He's like, oh my gosh, yeah, is that what people think about me? Yeah, you're right. I do hate Barley. So he's like so affected by what other people think about him. Yeah. That it is that it is getting in his own way. I think. Mm-hmm. Probably because so, he has no coping methods. Yeah. He didn't go to therapy. Is there therapy in this world? <laughs> there should be. Oh well. Yeah. So Barley arrives and uh, immediately Ian's like, oh, the party's canceled and they go home and uh, Ian just kind of crosses everything off his list. Like, you know, forget it. This stuff isn't going to happen. Yeah. And uh, he finds an old tape of his dad talking and his mom's there, too. And I don't remember what the tape says. Well, it's just uh, he's like tests testing out whether or not a recorder can work or something like that so he's like hey and then he's like just talking to her and then uh, but then Ian listens to it back and he talks with it like he's having a conversation with his dad yeah yeah. which this is like that was the thing that inspired the movie kind Mm -hmm. of Dan Mm -hmm. said that but then also uh, I have like a bunch of old voicemails from my dad and I have one from when he called me on my birthday and I didn't pick up because I was like in some meeting or something like that. And he left a voicemail that was like, hey, sorry, I missed your call or missed you or something like that. Just wanted to say happy birthday. And it's something that like this moment was really like, oh, my gosh, because I have something very similar because every year on my yeah. birthday, I listen to that voicemail. And it's like my dad called me to wish me a happy birthday. So it's like, and then I'm like, thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, it feels real. It's, it's like very, a very real. grounded. Um, it's very grounded, actually. Yeah. yeah. But in the, so while that's happening, there's like pictures of Dad all over the place. And let's talk about this, Dad, you guys. He's hot. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> dad? This blue skin, pointy ear Dad? This elf I dad? can't get it. Okay. Well, I mean, they did say he's like a confident guy, pretty I popular. Mean, I mean, well, he's was very like, much yeah. your type, Oscar. Oh, hundred percent. I don't even remember what he looked like. I got. Oh look. my He's very gosh. David Schwimmer vibes. Oh yes, and like classic dad look. Yeah. Like he actually also looked like the Inside <laughs> Out dad too. Yeah. Who's another snack? Like straight up, <laughs> if I'm giving an Inside the oh. Disney Ball award for snackiest dad, it would be a tie between <laughs> Onward Dad and Inside Out Dad. Wow. This dad, ooh, this dad. Snackiest dad. Like a plush version of the Weekend at Bernie's style came up for it. It's really funny because you were like, because I looked at that picture. Not not leg dad, just like full dad. Ooh, yes. Like, you like Y'all were ears. into Robin Hood? Mm-mm, no. Robin Hood ain't nothing compared to Snack he, Dad and Onward. He's got, like, Snack he's, Daddy. He's got, like, a weird... <laughs> yes. A weird beard. Love it, love it. The facial hair, yes. Glasses, Oh, there's somebody yep. here. Oh, my God, Oscar. I found uh, an image that says, Why the dads of Pixar are all so hot. Mm-hmm. Why, yeah. though? Why, though? Anyway, well, whatever. I, dad, anyway, I, I get dad. why Julie Louis Dreyfus married that dad because he <laughs> was a snack. 
All well, right, one of those approved. pictures on the wall that we see uh, was uh, inspired by an actual photo that Dan had with his brother. The one I where can the, the baby. most likely tell you what it is, yes, because that picture looks so real. Yeah, because it's like he's leaning on him. Yeah, <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah. Um. Okay, so... Uh, okay, so Ian fixes a sweatshirt with mom and asks mom what dad was like at his age. She's like, oh, is he, was he always co- cool and confident and a snack mom? And mm. she's like, mm. well, to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and just me. <laughs> um, but I think she's like, no, no, you know, you have to grow into it. Uh, and mom's like, actually, I have a gift for you from dad that I was supposed to give you on your 16th birthday. And Which it's- is today. A wizard staff. Yes. Yeah, with a One phoenix of those wooden, gem. Like a what's that? With a phoenix gem? gem. Oh, yeah, phoenix gem, yeah. So there's a note with it about magic it long looks... ago. And, of course, Barley's there and kind of explains what's going on. Yeah, you guys are doing great impressions of the staff with your <laughs> And the stone. And yeah. the stone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the stone part, the magic activator. There it is. <laughs> so uh, Barley's kind of our, our guide on all this because he knows about all the magic stuff. Um, yeah. He has his book memorized. And uh, in the note, it says that the mag- this magic spell will bring dad back. And Barley tries his hardest to get it to work, and it doesn't. But who gets it to work? Ian. Ian. Yeah, because it was meant He's for him. I mean, it's his present. Uh huh. And so, <laughs> I think, and then of course, right away, Barley's like, "Oh dang! Like this is like my thing. How come you get it? How come you get to work? It's yeah. My thing. Um. So Barley tries to help, but as Dad is materializing, it stops at the waist. Yeah, they yes. didn't have enough gem. So yeah, because the gem disintegrated. So he's literally a waist down with a glowing blue top, and he communicates by tapping his little feet. Um, yes, because that's one of the f- three or four memories that uh, Barley had of his dad that they the communicated three with. Three right now. Yes, three right now. Right. <laughs> Put a pin in it. <laughs> Put, Put a, a pin, pin in, in it. it. So uh, they uh, okay. So they have to find another phoenix gem, and Barley pulls out like cards to figure out the quest and they're gonna yeah. take this crazy van and they dress dad up like bernie of weekend at bernie's and mm-hmm. um barney or barley tells ian he's got to practice the magic every and everything in the quest of yours is historically accurate so yeah he's gonna so there's some reality up. to to all that magic also another interesting point is that the dad is there for one day, 24 hours. 24 mm-hmm. hours. One night only, dream girl style. Right, right. Uh, one night only, <clears throat> uh, uh, on the town style. Oh, one night I don't know only. What that is, but, mm-hmm. uh, I can't think of a third one. But anyway, yes. So, yes, he's only there for a day, and it sucks because, like, the day's already started, and he's half a dad. Um, yeah. So they got to go on a quest to find this uh, Phoenix gem thing. And mom finds a note that they're gone. And then uh, yeah, we talk a lot about the heart's fire. Ian's got to do the spell from his heart's fire and, you know, really mean what he says and believe in what he says. And the spell's not mm-hmm. working. 
No. This is not unusual in the world of Disney movies either, because we knew that from Halloween Town when Marnie was mm-hmm. trying to do her spells. <laughs> but you know, I think that that's true in life too, and I feel like maybe we've talked about this before, is that it's really true that in order to be able to do something, usually the biggest part is believing you can do it. You gotta let yourself have yeah. it. What is it. I mean, I've had that experience before in like different lessons or something like that. Like the biggest difference is just like, okay, well this time I think I can do it, and then yeah. you do it. It's like uh, I remember like when I was doing trying to get like turns, pirouette turns, yes. and it's like you had to do a triple, and I kept doing a double, and it's like, well, no, this time I'm gonna do yeah. it, and you really push yourself. You're not going to yeah. Get it. You're not going to stick that landing if you don't think you can stick the landing. No. So, all y'all listeners, this is some valuable yeah. advice. This episode is just a giant pep talk for our listeners. Yeah, you can do it. Invite <laughs> your friends to your birthday party. Talk. Yeah, and don't forgive bullies. Yeah. Don't forgive. Forgive, bullies. don't forget. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. That's what it is. Yeah, that's get it, dad. That's a snack. <laughs> And dads are snacks. Dads are snacks. Yeah. Other people's dads. Other people's dads. No, some not dads. Yet. Some dads are mean. <laughs> yeah, like Bronco Colt or whatever is not, yeah. not a snack. Not so a dad. Pass, pass on that snack, thank you. No, he's no. not a dad. Maybe he'll become a dad and then he'll become a snack. But now? Mm, not likely. Not he like- did pull his hair out. I mean, yeah. And that's even like, no, thank you, sir. <laughs> not not my kind of snack. dads. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Well said, Rachel. Not my, not my kind of snack. Yeah. Yeah, not 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 my taste. Um, so, uh, okay, so they go to what? Looks... Oh yeah, and then Ian makes a list with his dad of like a checklist of things. Oh yeah, things to, he wants to do, to do that, right? Which is yeah. like like play catch, play catch, drive, laugh, yeah, laugh. have a moment. <laughs> so they go to this place. Which, by the way, I caught on to very early that this would, but we'll get to it. Put a pin in it. Put a pin in yes. It. Put a pin in it. Yeah. So they go to this place that looks like a round table pizza. It's a restaurant, but it's like it's based in all the lore kind of stuff. It's a Manticore's tavern, which, yes. which back in the day was legit. Right. Yeah. Which was like an, a snuggly duckling type. With exactly. Lots of evil people. So now it's but a now little wait, bit wait, cheesier. What? what is it called? Snuggly duckling. From Rapunzel. What is that? From Tangled. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Ooh. Yes. Also, good analogy. That was real nice. Is yeah. where most of these like D and D quests begin, as I have learned. It's like a place yes. where people yeah. gather, where they figure yes. out what the deal is. If you play any any RPG like The Witcher, like that, it, or Skyrim, like that's where you go. You go to your taverns. I mean, same, to find out what all the gossip. It's the what cantina all the in Star are. Wars. You know, it's like that's where all the weird oh, critters yeah. are. It's where you're gonna hear, yeah, like you said, gossip. Well, I will say, finally, I get to do this again. Imagineering with Rachel. Oh my gosh, it's been yeah. a while. I want this tavern. I want like a that whole. That makes a lot of sense. I want a whole onward land because I think this universe is really cool and you could do a whole ride with Guinevere and then, but I want this tavern, especially with the big giant manticore dressed up. (laughs) It's funny that you say that about that uh, stuffed uh, manticore because I'm bringing this back. My tattoo time. Wow. It's been so long for both of these. Would be that manticore 
mascot. The way that it's drawn on like the the um the, the little sta- it it has a like there's a little stand. Oh yeah. That the manticore is holding something like that's exactly the design that I want. It is Oh, it's the cutest thing I think I've seen in a very 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 long time. <laughs> You can actually buy that stuffed animal. They came out with a bunch of stuffed animals <gasps> from the movie, and they have the the character Manticore as one of them. They also, the funniest one, though, is the dad. Because <laughs> the top part of the body isn't stuffed with anything, so it just kind of flops around. Oh, that's very funny. Yeah. I wonder like, if you can, like, separate it. It'd I be funny if you could, like, look at this. No. <laughs> that Manticore got... Okay, so, like, the Manticore is supposed to be the scary... Like beast that's supposed to give them the map to find where the phoenix gem is. Yeah. yeah. But turns out this manicure is super just placid. She ain't what she used to be. She's a struggling business owner. Yeah. <laughs> who's taking over for I guess a bunch of waiters that called in sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's stressed. <laughs> Everything's kind of crummy at her place. There's a bachelorette party happening there. Why? Because uh, they've got karaoke, married on yeah. a budget. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> uh, Ian needs her map. Like she's got a map for them, and um, finally, like she she gets inspired, and she realizes she's not what she used to be. She needs to go back to the old times and like get her ferocity back. And so she gets inspired yes. and kicks everybody out, and the place and causes a fire, burns down. Yeah, yeah. And, and Ian uses a spell, and it works. Yeah. yeah. That cuz he believed it cuz his dad was in danger. So stakes yeah. are high. You got to believe in your magic. You got I mean, you only get one shot. Do not mm-hmm. miss your chance to blow or this opportunity yeah. comes one Mom spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. so uh the map is like a kids menu, which is very funny. Um Yeah. And they have to go to Raven's Point. And at this point, we see mom's kind of on their tail. She's going out looking for them on her own. And she ends up at the pizza place and finds Manticore. And they kind of, like, bond. Yeah. They become yes. best friends. Uh, I mean, Manticore has serious mom vibes already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the mom has, like, I, I feel like they have the same history. Because mom was a badass. Who totally got momified, Right. And I would say the same thing happened to the Manticore. Manticore got totally like docile with life or whatever. And so they both invigorated each other to like relive their glory days. Yeah, because they had to take on our, you know, pedestrian human style life. They didn't get to live Mm -hmm. that badass magic existence. So mom decides to take her with her. Because like Manticore kind of explains that her kids were there and they have to be on, like, they're on a quest. Um, yeah, but Manticore forgot to talk talk about the curse. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. So, do we learn about this curse, or this is the first time we're learning about it? This is the first time we're learning about it. So, I didn't really understand what the deal was with this until it kind of happened. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't see her arms? Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. She had them she's tattooed. Like, she's like this and this. But what is it? It's like uh, it's like a prophecy or something that yeah. Once... If you take the gem, then like this creature comes out and attacks you. Very Indiana but Jones. You, yeah, but you can only kill it with a sword. Right. Okay. Right. And so, good thing we found her, but also the kids don't know about this. 
So yeah. and e- she doesn't have the sword anymore. No, she sold it because she had really bad. She had tax problems <sighs> a year. One classic, year. classic human stuff. Classic so, real life stuff. Uh, Everybody do your taxes. Another <laughs> uh, valuable lesson. To learn. So Ian just wants to meet his dad. He's like, it sucks because his dad's like here, but he can't really like talk to him. And then uh, Guinevere runs out of gas because all the dials are all like fake and like fucked up. And like they're yeah. just like. And we didn't mention this in the podcast, but Guinevere is the van that Barley's driving. Yes. That yeah. has put a lot of love and effort and yeah. it, there's like a unicorn decal outside of it yeah yeah what's really cool about guinevere is that they made a couple of these to drive around as promotion for the movie so they had a guinevere at the d23 and then they also had one parked at like disney springs and you could mm. see it driving around burbank a lot there was one at uh, el capitan for a while too yeah they have a bunch of them but i think there was a person who has a van very similar mm-hmm. to Guinevere that I think tried to sue Disney because it's what? like, you actually, stole my van. No, That's this hysterical. is true. Okay, so actually I have this as one of our facts here. So uh, I guess on January 27th, 2020, it's a San Francisco tattoo artist named Sweet Cecily Danaher because she has a van that Disney rented out for an <gasps> event. Like, as inspiration it would seem. And if you look at her van, it... It's Guinevere. Like, you can't deny that it was inspired by this van. It's a Pegasus. Or it's like a unicorn instead of a Pegasus. And, like, the shape of the window (laughs) is different. But, like, it's the same color scheme. It's the same. So, I mean, I think she kind of has a case. But it says that as of February 2020, the suit was still pending. But interesting. uh, Because the courts are closed right now. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, they got more pressing issues right now. But... Yeah, so, you know, we'll see. Interesting. But it would be very weird of Disney to not properly credit something that's so clearly inspired by the same fan. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, so, whoa. Whoa. I don't know. We, I'm yeah, not a judge. I'm not a judge, okay? Not like, not we like at me. Inside the Disney Vault have uh, no comment on that. No comment. No, comment. no further questions at this time. So, <laughs> they need gas. And uh, Barley's, like, got a little bit of gas in a gas can. And he's like, oh, there's a spell for this. If we can grow the container, then the gas will grow with it. Which is, like, I guess that's smart. But also, do molecules work that way? I don't know. Nope. Um, so In this universe, it does. Yeah. So it does. Because he's talking about making it bigger, not, like, amplifying or multiplying. Anyway. Uh, so... Yeah, but f- this is another part of magic learning. That yes. The second step, yes. so he which is like to focus. Following the magical decree. No distractions. Exactly. Yeah. But and of course, Barley is distracting Ian the entire time talking to him. And he gets frustrated and turns and he makes Barley tiny. Shrinks him. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then Barley's like, you did it. But yeah. then it's like, <laughs> no. And who did they happen to run into when he's got a tiny brother is a pixie gang. Which are like a (laughs) motorcycle gang made up of little pixies. They go for a walk to a gas station. Oh, right. They have to mention the the walk. The walk is important. They walk to the gas station. Uh And at the gas station, they find pixie motorcycles. These pixies who are hella rude, straight up. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like these. I don't like these pixies. They're rude. They're a biker gang. Biker it's because uh, what's the funny opposite of like a fairy princess or a pixie? 
it's like a biker pixie. Biker yeah. Pixie. They don't yeah. have to be rude. Bikers are yeah. not always rude. Oh, I read somewhere that there's this character named Theo that they put in. They tried to put in the background of almost every single scene. And I think he's the one in the gas station that the pixies are rude to. Oh. But if you I didn't look for him when I rewatched it, but uh, g- try to look for him in the background of different scenes. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Oh. It was like a running gag. Oh, they were like, <laughs> there's Theo. It's like, where's Waldo? There's but, so oh. many Easter eggs in this movie. So many other Pixar references. So that. Oh, actually, yeah, I was trying to find them and I couldn't find any. So I would love Apparently to know what they are. Apparently in Ian's bedroom, he has some uh, good dinosaur stills. Oof. There's so Oof. much stuff. I guess there's like a Mickey looking guy that works at the Manticore's place and they're all wearing Sorcerer Mickey hats. Oh, Remy is working there as a chef. What? what? Apparently, I mean, I didn't see this. I just read it. So interesting. How does this timeline work into the whole Pixar universe? Yeah. I know because there is a Pizza Planet truck, but it's called Pizza Realm in this. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay. Hmm. Anyway, Barley goes to the bathroom, and uh, Ian's like, "Are you sure you can do that?" And Barley's like, "Yeah, unless you want me to go in your pocket because he's like so small." He's hanging yeah. out his little pocket. So Barley leaves, and Dad accidentally like taps one of the little biker pixies on the head. <laughs> this was funny because she's like, "What the heck?" And he like turns to look, but the <laughs> it just looked like he got a lot of attitude. <laughs> <laughs> he does this a lot. <laughs> oh, very funny, very very funny. And so yeah. we cut to Mom and Manticore, and we learn that every curse has a core, and the symptom of its power, which is the symptom of its power, and she's. She has a curse crusher, which I guess is the, the sword, but it's right. not on her because of the tax situation. Yeah. Uh, and then back at the gas station, Barley gets into a beef with those biker pixies. And we find, uh-oh, the keys are locked in the van. Yeah, because he tells them that they can fly. And yeah. then, uh, why are you using motorcycles? You can fly. And they're like, what are you trying to... Because the... he's very much like an old-timey. He's like, you're a pixie. You can fly. Right, right, right. right. They're also like, oh, we don't no... have to fly if we don't want to fly. We can motorcycle. He has no social filter. Right. Yeah. Right, right. So... He like, doesn't know how to talk to people. How do they get back in the van? I don't know. They get back in the van. And... Yeah. Ian has to. Oh, he like back. squeezes. Barley squeezes through the open window and like oh, opens convenient, the door because he's small. Ian's got to put the van in. Oh, for onward. There yes. we go. And that's the movie title. Ding. The titular line. Stare down the barrel of the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, onward. And this could have. This movie could have been called Shut Up and Drive. Ooh. Shut up and drive. Drive, <laughs> drive, drive. They use that song in uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. Shut up and drive. So Ian's got, oh, uh-oh, now we're going to face all our fears. Because what does Ian have to do? He has to drive and he has to merge. He has to get on the freeway. Onto the freeway. And he also has to merge over because the exit, uh, the north ramp is like all the way on the left yeah. side. Which, come on, that's hard for anybody. So that's like my biggest fear. Bikers, it's like, like, they and the, all the while these little pixies are chasing them, and Ian like bl- uh, finally blasts the air, and they all kind of fly away. And there Marley almost is flies one away. funny moment though, where the dad's body falls out the window and just like shakes his oh, fist. Oh yeah. <laughs> So it looks like he's shaking his fists at the pixies, which eggs them on even more. Yeah. Yes. So 
They get pulled over, and Dad like flops. Wait, out but the before back. that though, mm-hmm. when they fly away from the air conditioning, they actually fly, so they don't hurt themselves. Yeah. And then they they don't they don't land. They're like all flying, and they're like, wait, we can do this? Yeah. They have <gasps> magic. There magic. is magic. So Ian gets pulled over, and Dad flops out the back, and then they learn, oh wait, there's a disguise spell we can do, and let's disguise ourselves as Officer Bronco, so these cops yes. aren't suspicious. But then there's a big caveat here. Which is... You can't lie. No Pinocchios. Pinocchios. So, yeah, you can can pretend to be somebody else as long as you don't tell a lie. Which... And one of these officers is a lesbian. Which apparently (laughs) was improvised, or she asked if she could improvise that line because she's like, can I have a girlfriend instead of a husband? And Yeah, and I remember that was, like, big news. It was, like... Oh, lesbian character in a Pixar movie. <laughs> and because yeah. of that, well, this I mean, movie... the first out lesbian. I mean, come on, let's be real. There were tons of lesbian characters. In yeah, Pixar yeah. <laughs> this one was the first out one. Because... And I know that gay Twitter was real mad about it because they were like, "She's ugly." <laughs> Why are you giving us an ugly character wow. for the first gay character? And I was like, "Okay, well, wow." Well, it's kind um... of like uh, Black Twitter. Well, I don't know if it was on Twitter, but I remember that people were upset when uh, they were like, "We're gonna have our first black princess." By the way, she's gonna yes. be a frog the entire yes. time. I remember that too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like pissed. give a Can't little, win. but. Just so you know, they're ugly and a frog. (laughs) (laughs) So so they do this, but the Cyclops officer is like onto them, which I liked. I liked that she didn't buy this because they were acting weird as hell. Yeah. Um, The other one was ready to be like, okay, we done. Yeah. yeah, That was, and that's Ellie Wong. Yeah. Um, Ellie Wong was like, bye, see ya. Yeah, she was like, we're good. Um, So the goat officer... Which is Ellie Wong like mentions that Barley is a screw up because yeah. they they are, they think they're talking to Officer Bronco about his uh, girlfriend's kids, so she he's a screw up and then um and the but they the kids start to like fall apart because they have been lying so much trying to cover their tracks and yeah well it's because she's like he's a screw up right and then uh, Ian as officer bronco is like no i don't think that and then his arm turns regular and that's when barley's like oh so you do think i'm a screw up yeah tricky yeah Yeah. so the site they kind of let them go but cyclops sees that the footprints change from horse hooves to feet and um she calls the real officer bronco because she's smart lady and so barley and ian um drive on and ian tries to apologize or like try to you know, cover his own tracks, saying, like, I, I don't think you're a screw-up. I don't know what was going on. That was crazy. That magic is wrong. Um, and Barley says, magic doesn't get it wrong. Yeah. You think I'm a screw-up? Um, and, well, you know, he is. And then we get the dad dancing in the van. <laughs> yeah, the dad is like, I don't know what, I don't know what the logistics here is, if dad can hear what's going on. He feels or like... the vibration. Apparently. what's happening but he can sense that his sons are fighting mm. so he's figured out a way to sort of quell the tension mm-hmm. and it works because they they're getting along they're dancing terribly yeah. dad is a bad dancer which they're only laughing. makes me more attracted to endearing. dad yeah it's endearing it's endearing god you dad just, is such a snap. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> they're like, uh, it, I think it's funny when they're like, uh, imagine what the top part is doing, and they get behind the dancy legs yeah. and they start moving the top part. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, yeah. you, so they're laughing. We got here. <gasps> laugh. Wait a second, that's on the checklist. What a pin. Oh. <laughs> I mean, oh. By then, I was already like, wait a second, he's doing everything on his list, but with this. So, <laughs> Barley says that the path of, the, of peril is the best way to go to this mountain. And Ian's like, right. I think we should just take the most direct route because that's your, your way is stupid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, it's too obvious. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. believe me, trust the book. Uh, then we cut to the pawn shop mm-hmm. where Manticore's sword is. Oh my gosh. This Grecklin character is so funny. Yeah. Well, first of all, she offers it for ten dollars, but then of course, uh, Manticore can't keep her mouth shut. It's a one of a kind, Mm -hmm. and then that's when she's like, ten. I'm at ten thousand. It's (laughs) one of a kind. Yeah. Yeah, but then she just sticks her with her scorpion tail. Yeah, and And paralyzes her. End up stealing the sword, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then we end up at a ravine. And there's this bridge situation with oh, Ian and Barley. Yeah, because yeah. Ian has decided to, because he feels bad about not uh, saying those things about Barley, to take the path, not not the freeway. And so they end up at this bridge thingy. And this is yeah. where all the magic that we've practiced comes into play. He's got to believe in himself. He's got to have no distractions. He's got to just like, walk across this ravine as if there's a bridge there. Yeah. Right. Because it's a magic spell that will give you an invisible bridge as long as you believe in it. Very, like, Sphinx situation. You know? Like in mm-hmm. The NeverEnding Story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, for sure. Yeah, you gotta, like, just trust and believe that this thing won't zap you. Uh, but it's hard to do. So he wants security, so he has Barley tie a rope to him. Right. And he gets about halfway, but then... Classic training wheel situation, you know, the rope drops, and uh, he's just got to keep walking and believing in himself. But at this point, it's fun, and open fun, but, like, we see Barley for the first time get worried that this magic right. is not going to work. We or- see, like, a switch, rever- like, a, a personality reversal, because yeah. now Ian's all, like, all confident and, like, swaggy. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to dance Barley's across. like... Uh, just keep going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like almost crying a little bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's worth, I mean, stakes are high. <laughs> stakes are high. Stakes are high. Yeah. And at the last second, he turns to look and he sees that the rope isn't there and he falls, but luckily catches himself. Yeah. Yeah. Quick, quick save. So he makes it. This happens so often in movies, but I swear to GD, if I had to lift myself up from a similar situation, I wouldn't be able to do it. I, think uh, I mean, adrenaline. don't count yourself out. I, I thank you, Rachel. Adrenaline. Yep. Yeah. I maybe, but it's just oof. Have you ever? I don't know. I'm like, I, I, I have I. Have you ever have almost you ever fallen been off a on cliff? the edge of a cliff <laughs> and try to lift yeah. yourself up? Because <laughs> it's not a even just times. the lifting yourself. It's like lifting yourself up past the chest area and then climbing. I don't know. It's a lot. Yeah. I think moving past it. Once you get past the chest area, it's easy. Then you have more mass to right. Oh, because you can like counter you over. Balance. Yeah. It is like just hanging, and then that lift up. That's what. That's like that, I don't know if I could do it. I really don't know. 
But no. you could. hopefully I you won't gotta, have to find out. We have the, but thank you. You got to work on your upper body strength then. I got to know. I got to yeah, do some like cliff, No, adre- a lot has lift. a lot can be said about adrenaline. Another valuable lesson here at Inside the Disney Vault. A lot can be said Never about adrenaline. Never underestimate your adrenaline. Yeah. Just like those moms that can lift cars when their babies are underneath them. I wish I could exactly. practice adrenaline, but that sounds dangerous. <laughs> like oh my God, getting that would yourself be so tiresome. Like really working yourself up. Also, you might get immune to it. So <laughs> they're following where these ravens are pointing. Oh, oh! so uh, he gets to the other side. Ian lowers the bridge, and uh, Barley drives Guinevere across. They follow where these ravens are pointing. Because they realize it's not the mountain they're going to, Raven's Point, but these statues of ravens with pointing. their beaks pointing. <coughs> right. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. It kind of, it's stupid, but it reminds me of at Disney... If you're ever at a trash can, you can always look and see another trash can. Oh. There's always another. You'll never be where oh you can't see another trash can. Wow. They made it so that there's. <laughs> a beacon in the night. The path yeah. of trash. <laughs> Instead of following ravens around Disney, you can follow the trash cans. Well, mm-hmm. that, that kind of. Yeah. You can do like an epic scavenger hunt <laughs> at the parks if you wanted to. Trash. Yeah. Trash scavenger. Hunt. People do. So, Bronco finds them, and they are in trouble. And the Bronco sees half of Dad there, and the kids all just, like, run away. Uh, Right, because Barley tells Bronco the truth. Yeah. And that's the first time he's like, wait, what's happening? We're on a mission. Uh, Ian's got to do the big spell thing to break the big rock thing. Lightning spell, the hardest spell you could learn. Which we are all like learning as we go here. Yeah. A lot of exposition as we go. So So then Barley puts a thing on Guinevere and steers her towards uh, these rocks. The ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. This is funny because Guinevere's tire pops and then she starts to. I love that. It's like an actual horror sound. It's very. And the song too is so beautiful. It's really, it's really well done this scene, I think. Yeah. So Guinevere crushes those rocks and then mission accomplished but now they're on yeah. foot and ian finds an x in the rock it's like a um i don't know what you call it like a like a like a puzzle piece almost yeah. that they can take out and um they enter a cave and what they do is because there's a big river in the cave is they need to make they float on a cheese puff that Ian has made magically big. Yeah. Because the puzzle piece shows the waves with an X at the end. So they think the X marks the spot at the end of the water. Right. And they're also losing a lot of time. They have like maybe five minutes left or something like that. No, oh, not five Well, Ian keeps checking his watch. And so it's like 530 or something at this point. It's weird because it was 530. And the next time he checked his watch, it was 230. I think that's. I think he was counting down because he when he turns on the watch, oh, it's a yeah. countdown. Okay, that makes sense. So, so like he did have like five minutes left. Five and right? a half. Oh, yeah, five hours. hours left. Oh, five hours. Yeah. Okay. So which still <laughs> still not a lot of time though. Uh, and but up but up up. So mom needs to get to the boy. Okay. Uh, barley. Quote, so while they're they're floating know. on this cheese puff down the river, they're like having a good time and like tossing around parts of the you know playing catch with parts mm-hmm. of the cheese puff, you know, 
put a pin on it. <laughs> um, but then they reach the end of it, and uh, this is when they they they're at that they like start walking down like an Indiana Jones thing, and the dad steps on a piece on the ground that causes this. Oh, the whole time Barley is talking about this gelatinous cube thing, which oh, yeah. is a D and D thing. I learned. Yes. Oh, I had no idea. It's like a real D and D monster. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Which is but funny because it, it does seem super random, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's really in that world. Yeah. But ah. a gelatinous cube comes down and it, it, it uh, basically dissolves anything that it comes in contact with. And the top half of the dad gets stuck and dissolves in the gelatinous cube. And they're <gasps> like top half. running down the hall. This is very Indiana Jones because then they just take these shields and run down and these arrows. It's like in the ride when it's like pew, 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 pew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they get towards the end, and they end up in this little uh, little tube thingy mm-hmm. that has, like, a little sign on the bottom and a sign on the top that looks exactly the same. And it starts to fill with water. And they're like, oh, I guess we have to press on the thing on the bottom. And so Barley tries, but then he runs out of air. And he's like, how are we ever going to do this? I can't hold my breath. And they're like, we have half a human. Yeah. Then they, like, use the dad as, like, a fishing thing. They, like, (laughs) fish the dad into the actual But have you ever tried to go underwater and, like, stand underwater? It's It's tough. (laughs) People float. We're made of water. Yeah. Yeah. Dad didn't. No, but maybe it's because he's not full of, like, air top. Maybe he just has, like, really muscly thighs. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, like, Like a zaddy. Snacks don't. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, but they manage to get out, which then they uh, get out of that area, and they realize they're back at the high school. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yes, and and one thing too, when they when they're on the the Cheeto, this is where we find out Barley has a fourth memory. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, and it's not the best memory. No, it's that uh, he had a chance to go say goodbye to his dad, but he had all these like tubes and stuff, and he didn't yeah. want to say goodbye. Which, yeah, fair. And he regretted. Yeah, very fair. Yeah. And then that's when he realized he's like, after that, I learned never to be scared of anything ever again, which explains Barley's personality. Yeah. And then now there's a deeper understanding between the two brothers. We also had a brief little moment, I think, with, with Mom and the Manticore, where Mom needs to get to the boys to prevent the curse, and mom crashes her car because one of those pixie things like flies onto yes. her windshield. Yeah. And because of that, Manticore has to fly for the first time right. in a very long time. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we have that gelatinous cube. Did that stuff, it felt very Indiana Jones to me, but it also felt kind of Pirates of the Caribbean when they were like in the part that looked like a jail mm-hmm. cell almost. I mean, essentially it's the same movie. It's the exact yeah. same movie. I would have been like, oh, it's National Treasure. <laughs> what put in yeah. your adventure with rocks i know that. fill in the blank <laughs> yeah. with adventure with an adventure movie. um so but when they end up at the high school ian's pissed and he yells at barley again and he's like i wasted a whole day because the whole time just like yeah yeah and he's like it probably was at the mountain and it yeah. wasn't yeah and it's like you wasted my time so he goes off with dad because he's like i'm gonna enjoy the last couple of minutes i have with my dad yeah and uh, yeah and barley goes off and searches the fountain that we saw mm-hmm. earlier for this ancient gem and 
uh, Ian starts to realize that he did his whole dad list with barley. Yeah. Interesting. They catch on the Cheeto. They went for a walk to the gas station. They yeah. laughed while dancing. And then it was like, share my they life. And then he has all these flashbacks to when they were little kids. And Barley was there for him. Mm-hmm. Now I can now I can collect all those pins. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Oh yeah, take the pins out. Okay, take the pins the, out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Thank Put you. Thank you so much. Story. Ouch. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, uh, okay. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Barley plugs the X puzzle piece thing into the fountain, and the gem appears. But also, thick red smoke pours out and that's the curse basically and it's like destroying everything it comes in contact with um i mean this part is so freaking cool this is the part that i was <laughs> this is like the epic freaking awesome part because the smoke comes up and then collects pieces of the building and then has that dragon face that's the yes, mascot that was so into the funny. Fa- that oh was funny. my god first of all because you okay, think it's is- gonna be this like creepy thing and then yeah. it turns around and it's like it's the a smiley dragon mascot smiley face. Smiley dragon face. But then it turns scary, and it's that the dragon animation is so awesome. It yeah. is. This is like okay. The it's get it's about to go down, and it certainly does. Because this does. third act action sequence is one of my favorites of any Pixar movie. It is so cool. And so yeah. all the while, this is materialized as a big monster, and the manticore is there now, and she's helping to save them, and Mom wields the sword, and she, like, uses her jazzercise moves to kind of, like, run up the monster, which is very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, She, like, stabs it into the core, but yes. it's not deep enough. No, because it can't, of course, the first try is not going to do it. Mm-mm. So it comes back to life, and Barley offers to go distract it. But Ian says, no, you know. I'll do it. I, you stay with Dad. Yeah, yeah you had your, you got to get your time with Dad, because I, I never knew that guy. You knew that guy. <laughs> I have a dad. It's you. Yeah, You're my brother. I know his You're legs. Brother, I know his legs and his feet. <laughs> I know his legs. I know shoes. <laughs> that could be anybody's. anybody's <laughs> shoes. So you go talk to the legs. Which I thought was really amazing, actually. He was able yeah. to sacrifice his whole dream. That's so true, too, because in most cases, people would say, like, the older brother would be like, well, I had time with him, so you should go get time with him. Yeah. But it's the opposite, because it's like, well, I had time with him, and I know him, so I should go talk Which, to him. Which, I mean, if you want to parallel that to, like, the genre of adventure, a true hero sacrifices what they want for the greater good, mm-hmm. which is... That's that moment in this movie where he's like, okay, my whole want, it's not about me. It's about, like, sacrificing my want to get your want. And also to save everybody from this smoke dragon thing. Yeah. But also it's like uh, uh, you had your time with Dad so you can finish it off in a nice, complete thing. Whereas I never had it, so I've never had a taste of it. So, like... Even if I did have it once, I'd always be sad that I didn't have more. So like, but I also love because I, I think that uh, Ian's want changed, or he realized that what he thought he wanted was not what he wanted or needed. Yeah. To quote into the woods. He wanted his brother the whole time. Yeah. How do you know what you want till you get what you want and you see if you like it? Mm-hmm. Sort of relevant. Anyway, uh, so the man. Okay, so. 
So then, yeah, he's, like, kicking ass with this dragon, doing doing all the magic tricks that he's learned. Oh, yeah. They're, like, working hard to fend off this dragon. Yeah. Um, then, uh, then Ian kind of, like, this wall collapses, and there's, like, a wall of rubble, and he kind of gets a glimpse of Dad and Barley from really far away, and they're just kind of chatting, and then, uh... I, watching it, start to cry because I realize anytime two people are having a nice moment, it makes me feel emotional because <laughs> we're all separated all the time. Uh, and they hug. And then Ian... I don't the know. It sets. I really like the way this was, um, like, filmed or shot because, like, Ian kind of can see it, but, like, there's so many... There's so much blockage. It's like far away, you know. So yeah. he's not a part of that intimate moment because he didn't want to be. And you know, and it's also not for him. we don't know what it is either. Like exactly. us as as viewers, we never find out what they talked about. I love. Yeah, it. I mean, I we do, that. but we don't. It doesn't matter. Because yeah. the dad uh, disappears when the sun goes down, and the barley comes over, and he basically tells him what they talked about. Mm-hmm. But we don't know if that's true. I don't know. For some reason, I was like, he's lying. Immediately, I was like, no, nah, he ain't Yeah, because uh, he gave him a hug, and he's like, that's from Dad. And I was like, or did Dad just hug you, and then you said it mm-hmm. was from Dad? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I, again, was like, oh, my God, people hugging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't do that now. But then he also said that he's really proud of him. But it's like... Uh, does that imply that dad can see them after he's That's, gone? Yeah, the uh, he, you're right. Like, it's a little... Then again, I think, like, yeah, a, it's a little parents weird. It's a little are weird, likely but... to just kind of, like, default be proud of their kids. So I think it's not yeah. out of the realm of possibility for him yeah. to just be so proud. So the dad was lying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after my assessment of what you've turned into, I'm kind of disappointed. You're <laughs> a little but bit what insecure. I, but what I liked about this particular moment is because... Um, Barley, it's interesting because it's like Barley would seem like he would be the protagonist. And there was a little bit of like, he feels weird that he wasn't like, quote unquote, the chosen one or have the gift of magic, even though he like wanted it so bad. And then we see the flip of that where he finally gets this reward of seeing his dad and having closure. So, so in a way, Barley feels like the protagonist of this movie for me anyway. Well, yeah, I see what you're saying because, like, that if the goal of the movie is for someone to get closure with dad, yeah, then he gets Barley, it. yeah, Barley's the one who gets it. And then, in a way, and then Ian does become the secondary character because he gets his own closure in his own way, but right. with a different person. It's like our idea, like Samwise being to me the true protagonist of the Lord of the Rings series because he has more of an arc than freaking. Like, Frodo Baggins. Neville Longbottom is the true hero of ah, Harry Potter. Eh, yes. Oh. Very true. Very true. Yeah. But I don't know. Tom Holland is always my star, so. <laughs> well, I mean, he did get top billing, which, yeah. for all intents and purposes, yes, he's the star. Because he's the best and my future <laughs> husband. Hi, I'm, oh. I'm available. <laughs> Hi, I'm available. I am available. <laughs> so we cut to present day. Magic's back. Ian's got like a mojo to him. He's given a presentation. Things are swinging. Uh, you know, everybody's happy. Colt comes in and that's where he does his funny like slap his own butt to get himself riled up and then lets his <laughs> hair loose. Yeah. Rides off into the sunset. Embarrassing. Mom and Manticore are buddies. 
which is very fun. And then we get Guinevere the second. Yes. And which she has now a drawing of Barley and Ian on the unicorn. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. And then she flies off like the DeLorean. Yeah. Right. And then we get some family pics. And then and then that's it. The and then it's uh, Back to the Future 2. Oh, yes. And then it's, it's not you. It's your kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that sequel. <laughs> wow. And then that's it. That's all of Onward. I was expecting a post credit sequence. Didn't ha- didn't get one. No. What did you want to see in the post credit sequence? Anything with Tracy Ullman's character. Oh, my God, yes. Yes. Give her a series. Um, yeah. Pawn you know, stars. Anything with the lesbian cop. Because what happened to her? She sings, uh, I am beautiful, no oh my God, what yes. they say. It comes a music video. I <laughs> am beautiful. Yeah. I only have one eye. You know what? I, I The mascot. Why couldn't you see the little mascot again? His poor costume is burnt. I know. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. So good. So we saw uh, Onward. I, we were talking about morals throughout the episode, but... What would you say is a big moral of Onward? Sometimes, oh, you can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you get what you need. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I like Um, I was going to say something like, um, uh, while you're looking for something else, you could already have it in a different form. Mm-hmm. Like yes. Ian's looking for his father, but he's getting everything he wanted from his brother. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, my like, moral. What do you want? Would, yeah. My moral is like, hey, listen, you gotta hit those Zumba classes because you never know. Yeah. When they might work to slay a dragon. One hundred percent. That's the mm-hmm. ultimate lesson: is get on Zumba. Get on Zumba. Become a war warrior 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 warrior. I mean, she was a warrior and a warrior, so she wasn't wrong. Yeah. How did she say it? I can't remember at all. Warrior, warrior bug. The ruder, the ruder. Ermagerd warrior. I am the warrior. Um. Okay. So, uh, let's cast ourselves. Okay, uh, Oscar, you are that uh, pawn shop lady. Oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> I want to be the pawn shop lady. I love oh, her. I watched her laugh. it and was like, Oscar would have fun with this. The Greklin. She does the little tongue thing, too. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> oh laugh got me so hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's very so funny. good. Very, very funny. Ooh. I um, like her. Yeah. Who? Did, also, like, it's feel like it was a very male heavy cast again very male heavy and like very, not I mean, that many characters i think you could be the manticore i was just gonna say the manticore awesome cool i'll take it the manticore and rachel you're tom holland yay naturally yeah we're married. But not in the movie. You're you are actually Tom Holland. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you don't play Ian, you play Tom Holland. You know yeah, what? Yeah. That's why we work so well together as a couple cuz we're very similar. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Sometimes we opposites feed attract off each other. But sometimes we... same's attract. Exactly. 
Yeah. All right, now let's rate this. Out of five... Uh, Phoenix gems. Ah, good one. Ooh, Out of Phoenix five Phoenix gems. gems, how many Phoenix gems do you give onward? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I'll start because actually I think I'm going to disappoint everyone. Uh-huh. <gasps> I, a lot of action. <laughs> well, okay, there's a lot of action, but my main issue with this is it felt like it there was exposition the entire time, and I didn't Fair. understand the rules of the world. Like, I felt like we were learning a rule as it came into play, as it became important, and it was like, good thing Barley was there to explain it to us every single time, and because of that, it was hard for me to follow, like, what was going on. I do love the world. I love the characters a lot, and the relationships are great, but because of that, uh, it just felt like we were on sort of a meaningless quest in a way. And then, of course, when they sort of, oh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so because of that, I'm going to give it 3.5. Yeah, fair. Phoenix. Yeah. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. So. You know, like, I do agree with some of that. Like, I think it's not the best narratively paced movie I think there's a lot of like weird pacing issues that this movie yes. has, but ultimately it looks cool. People's hair look great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the hair technology big. is uh, honestly very impressive. The manicure hair I loved. Ian's hair was really dope. Shout out. Um, the dad. The, the heart of it. You the, love that I mean, just the dad alone gets five for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, it like looked cool. The, there's a lot of heart in it, which is nice. That doesn't feel like too much in a way right which could be because pixar is known for the heart so they could really twist right twist, twist i mean the other the other thing that i will say i mean like the uh, another part of this ranking for me is like how does it compare with other pixar movies yeah. and it to me it is it's sort of in the middle of all of them yeah. I, I i've seen some i've seen some really amazing ones and i've seen some definitely worse ones cars too and um this one to me is like you didn't say good dinosaur. <laughs> I I thought about this recently because I was I'm I'm doing this uh, ranking yeah. actually a Pixar movie ranking yeah. right now. No, don't, on don't what? say anything nice about good dinosaur in front of me. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, it's <laughs> actually I've reconsidered. Good dinosaur is the second worst Pixar, Pixar movie. No, I it's think. my favorite. I, mean, I reconsidered. Can't. I reconsidered. Um, anyway, whatever. For that reason, I I will also give it a three point five. Yeah. Um. I actually really like this movie. I expected more from it only because I was super hyped for it because it was Tom Holland and Pixar and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Uh, so a lot of it got me excited. And then also I saw a few clips of it at D23. And so I got excited for that. And then also I was like, oh, a dead dad film. I'll definitely relate to this and it'll really like hit me in the feels. So I was like very much like my sister. I was like, I'm going to come home. We're going to go see this in the theater together and cry. But then watching it, I like that it also had this second uh, storyline of like the brothers together. That one actually hit me more than the mm. whole dead dad story because like I, yeah, like my sister and I, our relationship has definitely changed since my dad has passed and it's actually gotten stronger and it was just like a thing of like, yeah, for all the things that I miss about my dad, my sister has stepped in and replaced that. Not really replaced it, but like we can laugh at the same jokes that my dad and I used to because she also laughed at those jokes with him. So it's like for that alone, 
that this movie would have given me uh, i would have given it a five but i will say that like it's not my favorite pixar movie uh probably because like the whole quest definitely the pacing you said was wrong all kind of a little off at times and claire i know that you said something about how like it was kind of meaningless but they needed to go on the quest to get that puzzle piece to go back to the right i mean it was they needed to go on the quest in order to get back to i know it was like a full circle so like if you don't think about it that way you're like oh they were there all along they didn't have to waste all of right. this time. Metaphorically speaking, yeah. It's, yeah. But right, right, I right. also think it's that thing of like Titanic where it's like everyone complains about Rose taking the door and killing Jack, basically. <gasps> but oh, it's like I hate that. if they had survived, landed in, in New York, they both would have been poor and not able to support each other. They eventually would. They just met like a few days ago. And so I don't know if their relationship would have lasted. Rose wouldn't have been pushed to go after her <laughs> dreams and get this like great. So I like the ending of Titanic. So I like also like I'm disappointed that he, Ian didn't get to see his dad. That was very upsetting for me because as someone who like would have that moment, I would love to have that moment. But like it was like kind of like a nice surprise ending where he didn't get to see his dad at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for that, all of that. Plus also I love a good world building movie where I want to go into it and I want to go into this world. So build a land as soon as Disney gets its money back. Anyway, um, for that, I give this movie a four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's it's interesting. It's like the I think we're so Pixar is so tricky because it's like at this point we expect a turn. Yeah. We expect to be impressed visually. We ex- we expect like really deep emotional core like hitting us in the feels. Which and it, laugh out loud comedy. Yeah, which is like a little unfair for cuz I'm thinking like if Onward was earlier in the Pixar canon. Oh, yeah maybe this would have been rated higher, but because it's like, because it's like later in the canon and then other movies before it have, have done much more, it's like a little, I don't know, it's like, it's a, well, it's a it little is, unfair. It is that onward. thing where everybody was saying it looks like a DreamWorks movie and if it were a DreamWorks movie, yes! would it be then it better? Been, yeah. Like, would we think it's a better movie? Yeah. I don't know, because some DreamWorks Honestly, movies are... Yeah. So amazing! I love How to Train Your Dragon, which kind of feels like a similar similar to this world. Oh my god, you gotta watch How to Train Your Dragon! It's so good. Yeah, I know. Well, Shrek, that's my that's Shrek. the golden standard. Kung of Fu Panda. Oh yeah, Kung so Fu good. Panda. Guys, we can't be talking about these now. Oh my god. Yeah, that's true. Wait, who? What? Who? What? Shrek? Oh, who, sorry. What? This We're other door popped open. I was I was looking through his closet. Yeah, close that close that vault door, please. <laughs> Why is that down here? <laughs> uh, maybe I'll go I'll go into that vault in a different uh, podcast. Um, but speaking of vault, look, guys, there's Guinevere right in front of us. Oh my god, she's back. Hey, she is back, and it's the it. original one. Let's get it. Or maybe this is the van that this the tattoo artist. Oh owns. yes, this is the original inspiration. Um, well, comment. I'm gonna go yeah. in. Uh, do you guys want to press or shift to O for onward? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't have a license because I don't drive, so you should practice um, then. Oh, I should actually. Okay, great. Um, okay, 
Everyone get 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 in get in the car. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trust oh. me. Oh no. Um, thanks so much for listening to Inside the Disney. <laughs> yo Ball. yo, you're getting on the freeway. I'm an Oscar. I'm Claire. I'm Rachel. Bye. 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 Hey guys, thank you for listening to that episode of Inside the Disney Vault. Thanks for um, indulging us as we dip back into the Pixar pool. But now we're swerving back to the decom world. And guys, what do we have in store for us next week? We're heading to a new millennium. We are gonna watch Up, Up and Away. Ooh. Up, Up and Away. <laughs> we are going Up, Up and Away. That's the name of the movie, Up, Up, and Away? Yeah. Yes. Have you ever seen the movie Sky High? Yes. No. Have you oh, ever okay. seen the movie The Incredibles? Yes. Have okay. I, you seen the movie Up? Yes. <laughs> Have yeah. you seen the movie? Is it the oh. sequel to Up? Is no. Up, Up, and Away the sequel to Up? Oh, my God. That would no. be uh, so I will say funny. the movies that Claire and I mentioned are a lot similar, and the one that Oscar mentioned is <laughs> only similar in title. What? <laughs> Hey, I'm The mean, movie isn't about hot air balloons because that's literally what I think the movie's about. Or have you seen Up in the Air? No, that no. has also. That's, Unrelated. Uh, we're getting further away. <laughs> I was very close with my movie. What about Step Up? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but Step Up to the Streets. Oh. No. Okay, anyway. But The Jeffersons is actually pretty close, right? The TV with show? The TV, what? Right? The Jeffersons? No. Moving on up? Oh, moving, moving on, on up. up. There we go. Yeah, wait, okay. Moving on up. So anyway, Up, Up, and, up, away, up and away is about a family of superheroes. Oh, it's a superhero movie. Yeah, baby. Oh, it's yeah. The Jeffersons decom. is very related. I just said, I was like double checking myself. But yeah. Uh, Ooh, exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. And uh, I'm really, I'm happy and excited to rewatch it. Yeah. This is a good so one. both of y'all have seen it before. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Okay. We're still I'm very pretty. excited to see it for the first yeah. time. Yeah. Um. So you all out there listening, you should watch it as well and ca- reach out, talk to us about what you think, what you want to talk about, what we should talk about. Yeah. I mean, it's on Disney Plus streaming. I hope. Yes. Disney Plus. Great. Heard of awesome. it? Streaming. Yes. And, and you can reach out to us uh, by following us on Instagram at Inside the Disney Vault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and on Twitter, we're ITDV Podcast. And if you guys are listening and liking the podcast, a really good, nice thing to do if you have a moment is to leave us a review and, uh, you know, rate it, read, leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that helps other people find the podcast. Uh, we like yeah. nice I reviews. I will say <laughs> a nice review means that you don't talk about certain people's way that they speak. <laughs> Unless you're uh, saying you love it. Yeah, that's unless you nice. say you love it. But also, you know, some people are just given naturally perfect voices. And it's unfair that you're so insecure <laughs> about your own. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. Well, anyway, the reviews are great. They help us. The reviews, honestly, they help other people see the podcast and find it. And yeah. then that just adds to our community of people we get to chat with about these movies. And that's exactly. ultimately why we're here. Yeah. And also, I mean, if you can't get enough of Inside the Disney Vault, I mean, there's more content on our Patreon page. So oh follow us on Patreon, yes. too. Yes. We've yeah. been filming these uh, at-home uh, 
recordings via Zoom. So if you want to see what we look like while we're chatting, you get to do that if you're a patron. We look really good right now. Yeah. We're, we're hot. Yeah. Quarantine's only made us hotter, so... Yeah, we're all Join Patreon snack and then daddies you'll see. just like the Onward Dad. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're still listening, thank you. You are a hero. Uh, thank you for listening. Please join us up, up, and away next yeah. week. Next See y'all next week. Bye. Bye. My name is Will Himes, and I am a ghostwriter, meaning I write other people's books for them. And I have a podcast called I Will Write Your Book, which are recordings of my meetings with my eccentric clients, such as a woman blocked after one sentence of a children's book about her dogs, a romance novelist who dislikes sex, and a man proud of having sampled everything in his local grocery store. This podcast has been described as fully improvised, played by some of the best comedians on the planet Earth. Hey, that's pretty good. That's I Will Write Your Book on Campfire Media. Campfire.